everybody. Get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a chef for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody, it's Nikki Nellis. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast. And once again, I am beastless. Uh, and it is unfortunate because poor David is having some really bad back issues. And I really wanted him in studio today because I feel like many of our guests could actually help him with his back issues, uh, but he really just couldn't make it. So I am excited today. We have such a delicious show coming up. First, we have return guest uh, Shizu Akusa. Did I say it right? Okay, excellent. So I know Shizu. Um, Shizu has been in multiple times before with her fabulous tonics uh, from Drink, and that's not D-R-I-N-K. That is J-R-I-N-K. And she is getting into the CBD world. So I'm very excited to hear about what that means. What is CBD? It seems to be in everything these days. And um, Shizu and uh, her partner, Jasmine Mobasaria. Close? All right, thank God. Uh, Anyway, they're both in today. We're going to talk about all the products that they're offering at Drink and Apothecary and what CBD does and adds to their products. And even more healthcare and maybe a little aphrodisiac going on here. I'm very excited to talk with Dr. Sunyata Amen, who is the TEO of Calabash Tea and Tonic. And she's got some really healthy and motivating teas that some are, are powerful aphrodisiacs. Some do incredible healthcare. So as a tea drinker, I'm very excited to talk about the kinds of products that she has um, and what they're offering to people. Now, last week, if you tuned in, we had Nat Stadium in studio talking about all their food options. But you know you got to go someplace before the big show. So we have um, Anant Levinson from Homewood Suites at Navy Yard, and they are doing so much tailgating activations that we thought it would be fun to bring them in and talk about ways you can get ready to play ball before Nat Stadium. And lastly, our drink segment, because every show's, I mean, we've got a lot of liquid in studio, but we need some of the uh, alcoholic kind. So we're so fortunate that today we have Dan and Meg McNeil. They are the owners of Miscellaneous Distillery. Now, this is a fairly new distillery. It's out of Mount Airy, Maryland, which is so exciting. And we're going to talk about all the products that they're doing and how they actually got into distilling. Um, And in just a second, we'll be with them. But first... I want to introduce Mitch Berliner, uh, who always comes in to talk about what's happening at Central Farm Markets. Hey, Mitch, how are you? Good morning. Please tell the beast that I wish him a quick and speedy recovery. Thank you. I appreciate that. How um, was the dinner last night? It was so over the top. It was crazy. It must have been like 14, 16 different courses. Oh, wow. Uh, Serve family style on two. We're going to send you over a photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, beautiful tables with local flowers. Um, our microgreens person uh, set out all kinds of microgreens on there with a bunch of little scissors from kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And people were taking the microgreens and putting them in their gazpacho with crab meat. And it was an amazing dinner. We raised money for the Mana Food Bank. And so we're going to do it. It was so successful. We're going to do this. 
once in the spring, once in the fall. So hopefully uh, you and David will join us. Absolutely. I'm so sorry we couldn't be there last night. Well, let's talk about, I mean, we are in the middle of prime produce season. What is going on at Central Farm Markets? Well, well, you just said it. This is it. This Mm -hmm. is the uh, the the trifecta. Everything's here. This is it. There's every kind of tree fruit. We have five kinds of plums, apricots, peaches, nectarines, white peaches, white nectarine, donut peaches, so many different varieties and this is big news this is very big news toygo after working for several years now has soygo farms as mm-hmm. the first organic peaches at wow. all four of our markets so that's well, very, what, so what is but toygo is one of the better known farms at your market i mean it has a big name around town because they work with so many people yes what was it what what was it about going organic that was so important to them well, I mean, there's a, certainly a segment of people that, uh, you know, given the option, would prefer to eat organic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously people come to farmer's markets want to eat local. Um, most of our farmers don't spray, but when it comes to tree fruit. Right, it's hard. Know, it's really hard. to rain, it's very hard. And if you don't spray, the trees will be just overrun with fungus. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the bottom line is uh, it's tough to do. And uh, Mark Toygo and his team work very hard, mm-hmm. and they now have organic peaches. So that's like that's really, exciting. really huge, huge news. Okay. And so, uh, you know, I certainly want all your uh, viewers and, and listeners to know about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, just generally speaking, this is it. We have like probably 15 kinds of heirloom tomatoes and cherry tomatoes and corn and every kind of each pipe six, seven varieties of melons, canary melons, mm-hmm. Athena's, four kinds of watermelons. I mean, I can go on and on. There's I know, and we here. don't have time. Always stuff for children. Right. Always stuff for children here. Mm-hmm. Uh, today we have balloon people, games, Great. live music. It's amazing live music at all four markets. So please come out to visit us. Okay, Two tell everybody on Saturday. Tell everybody where they can find you, please. Yep. Okay, Saturdays. Pike and Rose on the parking lot of the REI parking lot. Mm-hmm. Saturdays at Westfield Montgomery Mall. You'll find us in the backside. Mm-hmm. Sundays in Nova, our Nova market on the parking lot of the George C. Marshall High School in Falls Church, just outside Tyson's Corner. Mm-hmm. And our original flagship market, downtown Bethesda, on the Bethesda Elementary School parking lot, centralfarmmarkets.com for Great, more Mitch. information. And okay. thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks, Take Mitch. Care. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so after the show today, you still have time to go down to Central Farm Markets and get your haul for the week. This is certainly the time to find all the fabulous uh, produce that's available. And, of course, they have lots of makers and shakers there as well. Uh, And speaking of shakers, we're going to get into spirits. I'm so excited to talk with Dan and Meg of Miscellaneous Distillery. Hi, guys. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. Okay, you're both going to have to get in front of that mic if you're both going to talk. So, um, Distilling. How did you guys get into it? Because you were a political hack, right? Weren't you? Yeah, I, I'd yeah. say hack. Okay, right. But you got bored and decided you wanted to get into distilling. How How does somebody decide they just want to get into distilling? It's not like a one-off. How did you do that? So I think I was uh, bored is, is probably the right thing. I, I, I go through <laughs> my days and you know we work on political elections, whatever. 
And uh, I wouldn't have anything to show for it. And I really wanted something concrete and real. Mm-hmm. And growing up in New Jersey, my next door neighbor was a, a woodworker and craftsman and upholster. And he'd take some, you know, a, a random piece of wood and turn it into a gorgeous piece of furniture. And I said, oh, that's, that's cool. I want to do something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to do that. Right. So I thought about it for a few months. And finally, I was like, I love rum. I love whiskey. Why not try and create that? So I spent a couple of years and researched the industry and found that it was a you know growing just like the wine and the beer had done in the 70s and the 90s and mm-hmm. thought, okay, this is this is a great time to get into it. I, I have a palate for this. Let's go out and create great spirits with our own raw ingredients. And so. how did Meg get involved? Were you like, no, absolutely not? How did this come together? At first, I thought it was a project to be very peripherally involved in. Like a passion project. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I can support my boyfriend at the time, now mm-hmm. husband. Um, I made the great decision or terrible mistake of tagging along to an industry conference uh-huh. and really just got to see how much was going on and how many different kinds of players there were. Um, and for me, my real passion is around having a role in a small business and being able to bring our values into that and thinking about the partnerships that we have. Um, and so that's been really what what drew me in and what's really kept me as um, a, a core piece of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really proud of what we're making. So it's fun to be uh, part of that and help spread the word. Well, so when you open up a distillery, how did you, so did you, were you like, we're going to do just rum or we're going to have a ton of skews? How did you decide, how did you decide what to start with? I decided I wanted to start with rum, um, knowing that it was going to be a basis for what I was doing, mm-hmm. uh, especially my, the, the Poppy's Finest Rum, which we'll, we'll taste today, was a big driver for me. So starting with my rum, playing around with that, and then eventually getting into the, the whiskeys, uh, especially rye whiskey, which Maryland has a heritage with. Mm-hmm. And we also located our distillery in Mount Airy, Maryland, to be close to the farmers that we're going to go grains for. So one of the political hacks uh, that was uh, a, fun, a friend of mine. Did he I hit a nerve? I feel like I hit a nerve. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I, okay. I never, I've never used the term for myself, but I, I get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so he had bought his uh, wife's family farm, and they lived there now, and they were growing uh, vegetables and you know organic matter, but he also had another 90 acres to grow conventional grains. So mm-hmm. I asked him if he grow rye for us and corn, and he said, "Yeah, absolutely." So it sort of started with rum first because we could get those inputs immediately from Domino uh, Sugar over in Baltimore Harbor, sure. whereas the grains we had to grow and then had to harvest and then had to clean. It takes blah, blah, time. Blah. So yeah. Okay, why don't you tell us what you're pouring first, and then we'll get more into your story when we get back okay. to you. Great. We'll start with the gin first. Mm-hmm. And so our gin is unusual because it's made from molasses as the base. Mm-hmm. So our gregarious gin um, has It's not funny, a... Shizu. You can drink it. <laughs> you can drink it. <laughs> We've got... <laughs> yes. We got, we got the silver. <laughs> it's great. So this has... Um, it has juniper. Mm-hmm. has to have juniper as one of those primary botanicals to define it as a gin. But most um, more citrusy lemon orange grapefruit peel. Excellent. Thank you so much. We'll be back to you guys in a little bit. Okay, Shizu and Jasmine. So Shizu, you've been on the show before, but yes. let's give everybody sort of the elevator speech of drink because when you first came on, you were just you just had like a couple of juices. We were and small. You we're were still really, small. <laughs> I know, but you've grown a lot. <laughs> so I think you had one storefront. I think you we did. just opened your brick yeah. and mortar. And then the last time we had you on, you were opening up apothecary. So you've expanded. So let's let's get a quick elevator speech of where you are and what you've been doing. Sure. Um, so our slogan has always been wealthy is the new wealthy. Mm-hmm. W-E-L-L is the new W-E-A-L-T-H-Y. Okay. So my career originally was in finance. I worked at Goldman Sachs on the trading floor. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is not for me. 
Um, so maybe finance hack, I right. guess, would be I a good I feel like uh, hack <laughs> is the word of the day. Yeah. Hack. Okay, go ahead. Um, so I traded my life over to what I believed was more of a, a project or a passion project that I wanted to spread more wellness into the hands of everybody around me. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to deliver healthy convenience, and so Drink had started. And then as we've grown over time, we've really started thinking more holistic about everything about wellness, so not just juice, but into herbal medicine, um, and now into CBD, which we'll talk a little bit about also, which is okay. Just well, so you brought in a bunch of products today. Let's talk about what you brought in, and sure. then let's get into CBD because it's such a buzzword. It's in lotions and potions and coffees and oils and tinctures. And I, I just, it feels like a marketing thing. And I want to know if it has any benefit. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think when we first started, juice was not on the market, you know, at least in the DC market. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we went into apothecary because that was also not into the market or the way we really wanted it to have an impact in my life or mm-hmm. how I was addressing some of my anxieties and sleep issues and like inflammation. Those are real issues that are happening, not just in finance, but obviously in politics and restaurants, every world yeah, that we're we live all in. On edge. We're so stressed out. Uh-huh. Like we need to chill the F out. Yes. I'll <laughs> bleep. Um, and so CBD for me was just a godsend because I was taking it right before sleep, like a tiny dropper and then like just passed out. And you mm-hmm. know how sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night? Mm-hmm. I didn't have that anymore. Okay. And so, but we also wanted to come out with a product that wasn't oil based because it wouldn't emulsify, um, you know, hundred percent into our beverages. And so we came out with a water based isolate that is two times more bioaccessible to our bodies to okay. chill the F out. Okay. <laughs> All right. We have to take a quick break. Sure. On that note. Cool. Uh, when we come back, let's t- let's try the products and let's discuss like what it is in there. Okay. This is Nikki Nellis. I'm Beastless today, uh, but we're doing a lot of fun things on the show. We'll be back in just a second. Nikki Nellis. Hey, it's Nikki Nellis, Foodie and the Beast. We are back on air and we are talking about sort of the buzzword that is going on right now, which is CBD, not oil, but oil. CBD oil is sort of the sort of the moniker. It's like the reference. People call it CBD oil. What is it? What is CBD and why are you putting it in your products? So CBD is from the industrial hemp plant. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of stigma right now about CBD and what it is, mainly because Because it some looks... of it has THC and some of it doesn't. Exactly. It's very confusing. Exactly. So marijuana is typically what you think of like, you know, someone like doing pot as an example. Mm-hmm. But CBD is the cannabinoid that does 0.3% or less THC. And we have 0% THC in ours. So you know, for us, it is for the calming elements, not for the high and sort of like the munchies as you know it. Mm-hmm. This is actually just I feel like, like a you're really taking calming all the fun show. Out of it. <laughs> I really just want to sleep, girl. Right, I want to lie down. I know. I hear you. <laughs> so, but okay, but we were just talking, Jasmine. Tell me a little bit about the properties of the CBD and how it works with the tonics you guys are putting together. Yeah, so CBD um, works with your endocannabinoid um, receptors. So it's a system that everyone has in their body that regulates like hormone, regulates sleep, um, stressors, even as Shizu mentioned, the inflammation. So when your like skin gets irritated or like mm-hmm. through joints. So CBD works um, with those systems to kind of create and regulate um balance, I guess, in your okay. system. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get a high, but you're also not going to pass out, right? right? So you can drink this in the daytime. People do take CBD 
um, in the mornings or throughout their day, and it doesn't create like a sleepiness. It just um, regulates the system to cultivate a sense of calm or a sense of like neutral or balance. Okay, so that so with both, so you poured two drinks here in studio today. Let's talk about what they both are. Yeah, so we have our rose. I already finished one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have our rose, which is slightly sweetened with honey, so that has rose in it, beet, mm-hmm. um, alkaline water, which is extremely hydrating, um, and then 15 milligrams of CBD. Mm-hmm. And that is a CBD isolate, so it absorbs into the water as opposed to a CBD oil that would just kind of float on the top, doesn't really absorb into your system. It's sure. not as effective. So when people are taking, like, CBD oil, Oil and they're putting it under their tongue. Mm-hmm. Is it absorbing into your system? So it does absorb in the system um, because it's being directly taken. But there are CBD oils on the market that are like diluted or not sure. as effective or aren't lab tested, right? So something that's coming from a hemp plant. Um, mm-hmm. So just as you know, the difference between marijuana and medicinal marijuana, right? It doesn't right. matter where your product comes from, which is why. It took us a while to kind of find the right source that we wanted to use. We didn't just want to, like, Google search something right, and, right. and pick it up. Um, so that was really important to us. Okay, and let's talk about the, uh, the purple one. Your favorite. Yeah, yeah. the lavender. The lavender, <laughs> the lavender is delicious. Lavender is my favorite as well. So this one's not sweet. It has lavender in it, um, blue pea, alkaline water, lemon, mm-hmm. and then, again, that same 15 milligrams. So this one's my personal favorite because with that lavender, it just – generates a sense of calm it's mm-hmm. great to have um not like so the, much just before bed but in your evening like, right you can't have well you might be able I to feel have like one it would glass. be really good with this gin i just want to say for the record yeah. i feel like we have a cocktail like ready waiting made, to have right like i feel Absolutely. like there's a partnership here um so let's just talk quickly before we wrap up so is this offered as as, as a part of all of drinks products or like is this specific at the apothecary how 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 are you educating people on it Yeah, so we're offering it at our drink and apothecary location. Mm -hmm. So we want this to be available to everyone because we have found that it's brought great benefit to our lives as far as stress and sleep and skin Mm -hmm. care um, as well. So we are making it Wait, go back. What does it do for our skin? skin. So with the um, anti-inflammatory properties, it helps support reducing like redness and like Mm -hmm. breakouts. So CBD is one of those great things where the more often you take it, actually, the more useful it becomes, right? It should be like taken like a vitamin, like- is regularly, not just sporadically, like smoking pot, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, there are lots of people who do that. That regular just saying, That's okay, too. I'm just saying I used to smoke a lot of pot, and I don't recall my skin looking really good, but yeah, I'll take your word no, for it. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, the more often you take it, um, the more potent it becomes and the more um, regular, I guess, you, yes. you'll find the benefits. Excellent. Okay, tell everybody where we can find your products. Yeah, so you can find them at our drink locations on 14th Street in Eastern Market, mm-hmm. at Adams Morgan, in Clarendon, and in Foggy Bottom, and then at our apothecary pop-up in Union Market. Excellent. We're also opening in Whole Foods Tyson's oh. in October of this year. Is so that a pop-up? What is that? No, it's a permanent store, so we'll have a drink shop inside, and then we'll have an outfitted um, apothecary sort of lineup of herbs and you know, teas and tinctures and everything there, too. Congratulations. Thank you very much, Nikki. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. All right, miscellaneous. Yes. I think we have a natural partnership here. Yeah. That lavender and your gin, like, it's a a match, right? It goes together beautifully.
<laughs> Cheers. Okay, so tell me what we're going to drink next. So next up is our Poppy's Finest Rum. So this mm-hmm. is, uh, again, one of was the Was this your I'm, first product? This was actually, oh, we, we released it a year ago yesterday. So um, it was maybe our eighth product or something uh-huh. like that. <laughs> um, okay. But this was one that I wanted to make from the beginning. So we, we make all our rums with uh, blackstrap molasses and dark brown sugar. We get those from Domino Sugar over in Baltimore Harbor. We double distill them. And this has been barrel-aged in a new white American oak barrel mm-hmm. for uh, um, uh, 600 days. Okay. So, yeah, just over a that's year a, and a half. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a long time to invest. Because I, when we come back, what I'd like to talk about a little bit is, you know, you, it's one thing to do rum mm-hmm. or gin, which have a, a faster turnaround. But, like, when you start getting into things that need to be aged— Getting your product on the market takes a longer time. Yeah. It's it's a longer investment. Yeah. So I'm sort of curious how you financially work that out. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, so we're going to all taste this. Everybody cheers. And uh, we'll be back to you guys in a little bit. Okay. So next, we're getting a little more healthy in studio thanks to uh, Calabash Tea. Hi, doctor. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. So Thank tell you. me a little bit. So you have two properties. Right. Yes. Tell me a little bit about Calabash Tea and Tonic. Well, um, I am a fifth generation herbalist. Right. What does that mean exactly for those who don't know? Well, that means that five steps above me, and right. ter- four steps above me. No, I get the uh, fifth generation right. part. I mean, what is an herbalist? Oh, that's a great question. So, I'm and, full of them. Y- yes. <laughs> so an herbalist is someone who um, should have a working knowledge of the vast majority of herbs, and that really takes a lifetime to do. Mm-hmm. And so lots of that information becomes osmotic, hanging out with your great-grandparents, as I did in Jamaica mm-hmm. and Cuba, hanging out with people who have spent the 50 or 60 years before you doing that particular work. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a transmission of information that um, comes through learning about things from elders mm-hmm. that cannot be Googled. You can't right. Google it. Right. Can't look it up. You can't try to figure it out. You can't, you know, take a little class or travel. Oh, I'm going to India and travel and figure something out for mm-hmm. a few weeks. Like it's something that is a lifelong study. Okay. And so you have dedicated your life to it just like the five generations before you. I have indeed. And Even I was trained it? in Western medical school and okay. my degrees are in biology and pathology and, mm-hmm. and my master's in pathology. And my father's an ethnobotanist as well. He teaches at Yale. Okay. Um, I feel like you're name dropping a little bit. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is just part of um, the idea of syncing those two worlds together. Which is not – so my whole family is in medicine. Yeah. Um, My father, my brother, my sister. Yes. Um, So – but there is – sometimes there's a real disconnect between Western medicine and what we're talking about. More times than not. Which doesn't – why not collaborate? It makes absolutely no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we're finally getting to a place where um, medical schools are calling people like myself. I do a lot of lectures at medical schools, at the Smithsonian, at different places where they're like, you know, we really do need to understand these medicines mm-hmm. from a mind, body, and spiritual perspective. Right, which also was not happening either. You know, if None your hand hurts, they just took care of your hand. They right. didn't take care of 
maybe the arm that also hurt because of and the hand. And not even you know well. What I mean? And not right. even well, because what happens is nobody's asking the underlying questions. Sure. So when people come into Calabash, the very first thing we do is ask them, how can we help you heal today? Mm-hmm. Because healing is within their capacity, but we're the helper. It's a partnership. Sure. It's like a marriage hopefully better than my first two marriages (laughs) but um but hopefully like my third which is which is a great marriage I I like this guy he's a keeper he's the best husband so far okay Uh, I always tell him that keep him on his toes so far that's good um so I'm wife number three for my husband then there you are you know but I don't need to be kept on my toes yeah (laughs) you got it I feel like you're doing it I think I'm okay so what it what it really requires is asking the deeper question how did you hurt your hand what is your occupation Mm -hmm. How does your hand get used in a daily on a daily basis? What happened? Mm-hmm. And um, so when people come in, we, we want to ask those questions. And a lot of times, even just a visual surveillance of the person, much like doctors used to do, instead of just spending two minutes in the right, in the looking. yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm seeing they're dehydrated, or I'm seeing your iron is low, or I'm seeing that you're you know I'm observing things mm-hmm. that are those relationships we used to have in old school apothecaries. My my grandfather was a pharmacist too, mm-hmm. um, where you got to know the pharmacist. So we feel like we're the people's pharmacy. Okay, we're their pharmacy. We're the pharmacists okay. for the people. But so but. When you start talking about herbs, mm-hmm. I think people don't – obviously, people don't understand it. So what does that mean for you? Like, what are you putting together for people in, as a way to assist with their well-being? This is a great question. Um, it used to be that my you know, great-grandmother and, and people of that nature who were the village healers of their village mm-hmm. used to pick, select, and blend things for people individually. What I did was a shortcut, which is – I found that there's not too many things you can do to mess up the human body. Like people come in with the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I started to standardize those formulas. Okay. And then in the standardization of those formulas over, you know, I mean, 1976, my parents started their places in New York. Mm-hmm. So in that standardization, what happens is that um, I'm able to just go ahead and offer you the thing that I probably think goes best. Yeah. Okay. And what are some of the things that you have? Like if I'm coming in mm-hmm. to your... Property. You know what? Let's do that when we come back. Let me take a quick break. Sure. We'll take a break early. Is that okay, Andy? We'll take a quick break and we come back. We'll, we'll talk about what it would be like if I came in and how you would help me. All right. This is Nikki Nellis, Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. Hey, it's Nikki Nellis, Foodie and the Beast. And we are in studio right now with Dr. Sonyana Amen. 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 <laughs> it's okay. Dr. Sonyata Amen is yes. in studio with us. She is the TEO of Calabash Tea and Tonic. There are two properties here in D.C., and they are really doing some interesting things as a way to not only uh, dine well, because you do food as well. You offer a ver- you have like this variety of things here. you got a lot going on. So why don't we talk about if I were to come in sure. to one of your properties, which are where, by the way? Let's tell everybody where they are. We have one in Shaw uh, on 7th Street between S&T okay. and then one in Brookland uh, at 2701 12th. OK, great. Mm-hmm. And so if I come in, what am I what am I going to find there? You're going to find people who want to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, when you come in, we're going to ask you, how can we help you heal today? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people are caught off guard. I don't think you would be. Right. But a lot of people are caught off guard by that question. They're like, oh, I just wanted a drink. I, I didn't know to, I, I was going nice to heal. And we're like, well, you know, it's I tell them, look, uh, you know, if you ask for something cold, we can do that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, meeting a genie in a lamp. I'm your tea genie. Right. You don't meet a genie and wish for shoes. Right. You go exactly. big. Right. You're like, exactly. well, this is what I want. Right. So put me to work. 
I was born for this job. So, so let are me your find teas out. all medicinal, or are you just a real? Because I drink an enormous amount of tea. Like mm-hmm. that's my go-to. Yeah. Um. So are your teas all medicinal, or you're like, no, we do all sorts of teas. What is your tea program? This is an excellent question. Mm-hmm. The answer is all teas are medicinal. Oh, okay. So even the things that you've been drinking that mm-hmm. you didn't necessarily think of it that way. Right. Tea began as medicine. Tea is. You know, the first thing other than food, people learn to boil herbs. Mm -hmm. So we're talking ancient, ancient, you know, African, Asian medicine. It was just the first thing that people did. Mm -hmm. So infusions of things are just natural for people to do. So what is your tea program like? So we have teas for almost anything. If you Mm -hmm. come in and you're like, look, my libido is low or, Mm -hmm. you know, my skin doesn't look great today or I'm having issues in in my joints where they're tight or I've been working out and I'm really sore. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be any number of things. And mm. my job is to direct you to the right thing or make it happen. Okay. So, and then other than tea, mm-hmm. you have tonics? We have tonics and the tonics are amazing. Okay. So the tonics are tinctures. These mm-hmm. tinctures are distillations of herbs. Mm-hmm. So these are the same formularies that we use or the teas, mm-hmm. uh, and they've been enhanced because they have been distilled. So we go back to distilling, right? Um, where it's all relative. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way that cocktail bitters and lots of things that people use are really, those are the descendants of the medicines that people were making. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about like digestive bitters, people right. started like, oh, let's just put a little more alcohol, a little more, a little more, and right. then it becomes a cocktail. Sure. Um, and so, you know, you can't make a martini without juniper berries. You know, so all of these things are really just all related. It's just about alcohol content. Okay. Right. And how far you'll go. Um, yeah. And so, but you also have um, food service we as do. well. Why we do. add that to the things that you're doing? Well, it's a, that's a great question. Um, our forethought is that in medicine, my, my family's in medicine like yours, that mm-hmm. people are always saying to their doctor, well, what do I eat? If I'm right. not supposed to eat this or I'm not supposed to drink this or I'm, what do – and the doctor's like, I don't know. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And, and so if we want to be demonstrative, then we have to carry it all the way through. Mm-hmm. So being born and raised a vegetarian myself, um, you know, when I when I met my parents, they were already vegans. Right. <laughs> they were those, uh, you know, hippie folks who lived in the village and they were already doing that. Uh, and and part of that lifestyle that was very strange then, mm-hmm. because I'm very old, like the dinosaurs were walking at that point, but from that coming forward has now become normalized. Okay. So now there is a Whole Foods where it's like, ooh, it's trendy to have, right. you know, And but we were on that stuff before, before then. 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 And so all of those family recipes still stand up in mm-hmm. my mind to the stuff that I taste. So is everything plant-based? Every single thing. And so what are some of the dishes like? So we have a soup of the day. Like right now, we make sure we cook within seasons. Okay. So what's available in season is what we're making because mm-hmm. we want to keep people in line with what's going on sure. around them. Mm-hmm. So right now we have a coconut curry chickpea. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like Sounds that soup. Really good. I'm yes. also really hungry. We do. <laughs> it won't help. This okay. conversation won't help. <laughs> okay, great. Um, there's a vegan BLT and we bake our own bacon out of coconut. It's mm-hmm. like slow roasted and baked. And this is a childhood recipe that we always had in our house. And so so the bacon is actually that stuff instead mm-hmm. of, you know, the pork bacon, or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then we use whatever greens are in season at the moment. Mm-hmm. So from the farmers of North Virginia, we get the freshest Everything. greens right then. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And I know you brought something in for me to try today. I did. I this get to one that. is what the is chill out tonic. Okay. So the chill out is my go to. It's the only way I have not caught a case 
you know, my, in my entire life. Like, okay. I would have gone to jail many times okay, if you just didn't murdering like... people. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so well, passionate this is, people, you know. This is how we do we it. We cycle high. Do you and, know what I mean? And we don't do anything halfway. Right, exactly. Right. So this is our anxiety soother, stress manager, tonic. Uh-huh. And so there are about 45 different herbs in here that are specific. It's one thing to calm the nerves. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to feed them. A lot of times the nerves are actually in need of nutrients that are inside of the plants Mm -hmm. and they're not getting it. Oh my God, I love that. That's beautiful. All Mm -hmm. right, on that note, we're going to have to wrap up. So just tell everybody where they can find you, please. They can find us um, online at calabashtea.com. They can also follow us on Instagram or Twitter or the Facebooks, Calabash Tea. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. I'm going to spray this into your mouth. We're going to do it. I know. I just don't, I want to, I don't want to be calm yet. I want to be calm later. Not yet. Okay, thank you. All right, let's go back. Back to miscellaneous. So what is the next thing that you guys are going to be pouring? We are pouring the Gertrude's 100% rye whiskey. Okay. And I was not going to let myself off the hook with the tough question you asked before about how do you finance a thing like this? Yes, I am curious. I mean, you understand that, right? Yeah, for sure. This is not not a quick moneymaker. This is a lot of investment and a lot of time, and you have to build things. Like, I mean... This is, you know, as we were discussing off air, I just did the Whiskey Rebellion tour, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. met with a lot of local distillers. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of passion, but there's it. It, it takes a lot of time. It to make does. It, happen. it does. There's so much patience involved in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, which well, maybe you can use that exactly all stuff. this wellness like here, right? This is important, for you. <laughs> right? Um, patience in the the paperwork and the application processes because mm-hmm. it's a ridiculously highly regulated industry mm-hmm. and then also once the product goes into mm-hmm. barrels you're just starting the clock just right. hoping for the best right. right and that poppies that we just tried I mean mm-hmm. we set that aside with high hopes because the base spirit is delicious as well but you don't know you don't know how it's going to turn out and we've got thousands of gallons sitting in barrels now and that's that's our future mm-hmm. um, so it's really been exciting to start bringing the first bottles out uh, we got a double gold for that poppies at the San Francisco World Spirits competition so people who haven't seen our smiling faces or our good-looking bottles are still thinking it's one of the best they've had so we've been lucky because we um, the way we structured it we started at a small scale mm-hmm. so we weren't sort of overbuying in our first equipment purchases okay which lets us um, start and really make choices about what uh, products to focus on first and also to make everything from raw ingredients. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks, just by the nature of the um, industry, they purchase spirits that's already been aged and then they sell that as their first product. Because in just order to get to, the ball rolling. To get the right? ball rolling. Get the ball rolling. Yep, yep. And I it's mean, good but quality, it's, but I mean, it's not I get theirs. It. Yeah. I get it when I hear it. I understand that. And but it doesn't really makes sense. You're yeah. just pouring something. You're like, oh, I like the way this tastes. Mm-hmm. I can market this as my own. Mm-hmm. But I, but again, if you need to start making money yeah. in order to afford what you're own, like it's yeah. it's a little, you know, chicken egg kind of thing. Yeah, it is. And for us, it was really important that we stayed true to making everything from raw ingredients. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways that we were able to do that was we used slightly smaller barrels. Okay. Because if you think about it, it's all about the volume to surface area ratio. Sure. So that magic interaction with the charred oak if you're in a smaller barrel, that can happen faster. Okay, I'm going to stop you for a sec because I do want to talk about charred barrels. Yes. That's a whole thing in and of mm-hmm. Like, that's a whole other show. Um, <laughs> Anat, why don't I get you up to the mic, please? So I have Anat Levinson in with me today. She is with Homewood Suites in the Navy Yard. And you guys have, like, the sickest location. If you are going to a baseball game in D.C., this is where you want to go beforehand for a little bit of tailgating. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? So we are located at a block from the stadium, mm-hmm. and we have a gorgeous rooftop. 
that you can come and hang out before the game and do some tailgating. We offer some packages with some food and some local beers, and you can just look into the stadium because we have the perfect so view for that. can you watch the game from you your You can rooftop? watch the game from my rooftop. I feel like that's cheating, but I kind of like it. Yeah. If you don't want to be with all the crowd and all right. of that and do some other experience of watching the game, you can definitely watch it from my rooftop. That's so, very yeah. cool. Yeah. So what are the packages like? How does that work? So we have a few packages with a few food offerings. It just mm-hmm. depends on what you want from very light food finger food uh, to big meals up there and grilling. We do have, you have a restaurant there? So we do not have a restaurant. That's we have grills up there. So okay. everything is freshly made. Mm-hmm. Everything, all, all the burgers we do in-house. So we do have a kitchen okay. since we do offer breakfast and dinner mm-hmm. for our guests, okay. for our hotel guests. So we do have the option mm-hmm. of doing some great food up there. Uh, but we cook everything fresh up on the grill, just like old American, right, with, right before going to the game, and mm-hmm. uh, some hot dogs, some gourmet hot dogs. We partner up with. What does gour- a gourmet hot dog mean well, exactly? You should come. You should yes. have come and taste it on okay. opening day. So we actually partnered with Gordon Biersch mm-hmm. and had their recipe up on our roof. So it was a partnership right in the Navy Yard. It was really, really great. Mm-hmm. So opening game, we opening day, we had bunch of stuff in the lobby and a hot dog stand and really that full experience of going to the ballpark. Now, you talked about earlier about carrying local beers. Why was that such a prior- priority for you guys? I mean, I know D.C. is uber loyal to their locals, but why was that a priority for you? So to me, just as a whole, uh, the company that I work for um, and manages the hotel, we always thrive to do places to go to and not go through. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, we really want to be a unique place. And that's partnering with our local breweries and whether it's maybe partnering with miscellaneous here right, exactly. and like, offering God, their uh, how many partnerships can we knock out in, in a day hour? <laughs> in an hour let's see how this works Go ahead. um and offering the juices right here right. in our in our uh gift shop so really thinking about creative ways to partner with local mm-hmm. brewery whether it's breweries or whether it's it, it doesn't have to be breweries we right, have no, all local items but it, it was mm-hmm. very it was very um important to me and my company to make sure that something is local and we do support the locals uh and we want to make and everybody likes it no everybody it's a, from I mean, out of town it's not a trend in dc yes. dc is um i mean most metropolitan cities, there's so much going on in the distilling and brewery and, and craft artisan worlds, and, and everybody is is really excited about this movement. But D.C. is incredibly, incredibly loyal mm-hmm. to those who are creating here. Um, and I, I think what you're doing is exactly, like, that's what people want to see. And especially if you're going to a Nats game, you know, you want to see local distilleries. You want to see local breweries. You want to see products that you know are from here. People are really into it. Right. And our guests recept it. They much rather drink something local than mm-hmm. something that is they can get anywhere. Right. Uh, and they want to taste it. And they're telling us about it. And they are sometimes know about a brewery that I should partner with. So they're like, oh, why don't you carry this? Uh, so partnerships have come through from our guests just mm-hmm. from what they're recommending. And, of course, we do carry the Nationals beer right. up there, as we have to, and we are the official yeah, like sponsors. We have to. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody wants it. Everybody drinks it. Part right. of the tailgating. And we are the official sponsors for the Nationals. So we have a very unique partnership with the Nats. Well, so what does that look like? So we have a few packages that we sell 
And one of them is throwing the first pitch, and that will be on September 2nd, game. Okay, wait. We're going to take a quick break. I want to explain to people that you can actually buy a package where you can get on the mound mm-hmm. and, and throw, throw the first pitch. Okay. Correct. We're gonna, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. This is Nikki Nellis, Foodie and the Beast. Um, do you want to throw the first pitch? We'll be back in just a sec. Hey, everybody. It's Nikki Nellis, Foodie and the Beast. And we are talking about a really cool opportunity for those of you who are really into the Washington Nationals and Nat Stadium. You can actually throw the first pitch. Mm-hmm. Anat from Homewood Suites is going to tell us all about it. So on September 2nd, you have the opportunity to Mm -hmm. stay in our hotel and be our guest for one night and throw the pitch at the game, the first pitch. And it's a unique opportunity for a super fan. Um, It happens. Yeah, you would have to be a super fan to really want to do that. And a good arm, I hope, right? Yeah. Like you don't want to go out there and bounce the ball. No, you don't want to make a fool out of yourself while you're there. So please have a strong arm. Maybe some people do. I don't know. Not me, but yes. Um, But it is a. An amazing opportunity that we only offer in the Navy Yard. Um, mm-hmm. You get to stay with us, get to experience some tailgating before heading to the game, and then you throw the first pitch, which is an opportunity of a lifetime. That so. is an, so how does one sign up for that? So we, you need to call the hotel. Please call the hotel if you're interested. Uh, get to either say my name, Anat, mm-hmm. um, or the sales department, and we have all the information there. Excellent. I assume the information's on the website as well, right? Absolutely, okay, and great. also through the Nats as well. Okay, great. Website. And so t- Talk about a couple other things. We have like a minute and a half left. I know you guys do, you allow dogs, right? So we are pet friendly. Like all pet friendly or like what's your size limit? We don't have a size limit, actually. Uh, I would prefer that you keep your snakes at home. No, 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 no. I just, Um, I have a 145 pound dog. So I was like, is she allowed? Because she's allowed everywhere. We had. Big girl. Yeah, and we had some uh, guests bring up their really big dogs up there, uh-huh. and it's just fun. As long as all the guests are okay with that, um, we're fine with it. Sure. Uh, if we have guests that are slightly afraid, then just let's put you on put the side. Yeah. Uh, but we do have um, an opportunity for you to bring your uh, dogs up there for pups in the park. So mm-hmm. Nats do bring. They're doing a one-time. Actually, it's twice uh, this year. It's on Friday the 13th and Saturday the 28th when mm-hmm. you can bring your best friend mm-hmm. into the game. And we are opening our rooftop that day for you to bring your best friend before and four-legged cool. friend. And you can enjoy some cold beers and some food before you head to the game. So that's a very unique experience. And all the stadium gets filled up with dogs and I can't pets. believe they like do so that. Much that fun. sounds like such a bad idea. <laughs> like I mean, and I love dogs. I'm a dog. Like, I'm... We are, we're crazy dog people, but like the thought of like all those, I just, mm. anyway, okay. Yeah. But it's cool. If you're into it, you go do that. Um, and then what else? You have, you guys are now opened on Friday and Saturday evening. We are. That's new. Yeah. So we just open up to the public and we're open every Friday and every Saturday for your pre-gaming or after gaming. Uh, We close down at 10 p.m. So you're more than welcome to come on up and hang out. And if you don't want to go to the game and still watch the game, just I know. I feel like this is the best way to cheat. I'm all about that. All right. Great. Tell everybody where they can find you, please, or not. Uh, Homewood Suites Navy Yard. We're located on 50 M Street Southeast and we're a block from the National Stadium. Come see me. Come see our wonderful team. We'll Take great care of you and drink some beer. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming in. Okay. So miscellaneous, tell us quickly, you guys have, so tell us, let's walk through the timeline a little bit. We have about four minutes. Talk about what was the first product that came out 
and then how you added to it over the years. Absolutely. So we started with our risky rum, mm-hmm. and then from there we added the dew point rum. That's actually what we've got in our our next drink, our daiquiri okay, here. Daiquiri. Mm-hmm. So if we want to take a sip of that one, you'll um, trying the get a little bit of that dark or that golden rum, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's bottled at 100 proof, so it does have a little extra mm. um, extra kick to it. The Poppy's Finest Rum that we sampled earlier, that's sort of the the uh, barrel-aged version of the same base. Okay. That uh, Poppy's Rum also is at 100 proof. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to introduce him, but on the back of that Poppy's bottle is a photo of Dan's great-grandfather, mm-hmm. um, who grew up in Cuba. So another connection the on our are fabulous, show. fabulous, by the way. I love the designs. They're Thank really you. beautiful. Thanks. I mean, for us, spirits live in people's homes, mm-hmm. so we wanted them to look good. Like no, art. Yeah, like mm-hmm. art. Exactly. And um, the next one I'll mention is the gin. So our gin, actually, speaking of art, has a piece of art um, from a local area artist on the back of the bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, wanted to highlight that local partnership and um, emphasize how art and science come together in distilling. Mm-hmm. The next spirit um, that I'll mention is our Gertrude's 100% rye whiskey. So this one, uh, all locally grown grain, as we talked about. And the family member that we honor here is uh, Dan's grandmother, Gertrude. Uh, so she was known for her daily whiskey and water, mm-hmm. uh, passed away at 94. So maybe in her world, um, some sort of a, a health tonic of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, for these age spirits, it's really exciting to us to get to honor family and kind of bring that tradition um, in. The other spirit that we um, are highlighting but haven't brought with us today is our Brills Batch Bourbon Whiskey. Mm-hmm. That one's named after my side of the family. Okay. So I can now it's say that time. bourbon's Jeez. my middle name. Right. <laughs> um, but the uh, the gin is really made for me. Um, mm-hmm. So the something we weren't planning to focus on, but it's my favorite, and it has been a hit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that's been fun to see as well. Um, so the daiquiri that we're sipping on now, it's made just a, a simple daiquiri, so mm-hmm. fresh lime juice, um, we used in this one a true uh, simple syrup, mm-hmm. uh, rich simple, and we used a product made by Pratt Tori's Standard. Yeah, Tori's I know been Tori's been on your show. Yeah. yeah, we love her, um, and so we like featuring you know her spirit or her mixers in our mm-hmm. cocktails as well. And then for this uh, daiquiri, we use the Dew Point Rum. Well, let's talk about your actual distillery. Can people come and? Visit it. Do you have a tasting room? What it, tell it? Give us a four one one of that. Sure. So we've got a tasting room on Main Street in Mount Airy. It's a mm-hmm. little historic Main Street there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can do tours and tastings. We offer those for free. We ask our customers for a five dollar donation. We give back to nonprofit partners. Okay. So it's one of the ways we get to bring our values into what we're up to and mm-hmm. highlight different great organizations in the area. Um, if you get the chance to go on, a, a, we do tours all the time, but if you get the chance to do a tour with Dan, he will nerd out with all the details of the production process. Mm-hmm. Love showing people around and kind of giving them a sense of, of what's up there. Um, you'll probably meet our new, new to us large dog if you come see us as okay. well. What's your large dog? Uh, her name is Jamie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a Bernese Mountain dog. Oh, so, okay. Yep. We can talk off air. Yep. Talk off air. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but love the big dogs. Uh-huh. Um, she's been a little bit of a distraction. She uh, sits on everyone's feet as we That's tour what they around. Do. So, yeah. I grew up with the breed, so I know all They're about wonderful. Yes, so. they are. Um, what else would you add about the space? No, I think you kind of nailed it. Um. Well, how big <laughs> is this, but how big is the space? And when you come for a tasting, like, let's walk through the process. Like, does everybody get to taste everything? Like, what's what's... If we're schlepping out there, let's talk about what that looks like. Sure. Well, you'll drive through some beautiful countryside, so Mm -hmm. a little day trip. Um, And then we are allowed under our license to do four quarter-ounce samples per person. So we'll typically do a quick tour and kind of walk through, really explain the process. 
like you said, we see people really in this area enjoy having that loyalty to things mm-hmm. that are made locally. But there's also that curiosity because it's that commitment to to um, wellness, right? To what's going what's going into this? How is it being made? How do mm-hmm. I have some awareness there? So we do that tour. We sample the spirits. Um, our license allows us to do a do-it-yourself cocktail. Uh, so basically what that, that so means, strange. it is God strange. Maryland. <laughs> right? It works for us. Right. So basically we can give you um, a small amount of one of these great spirits syrups uh, from Tori mm-hmm. um, or some other mixers that we carry and then a glass of the spirit with ice so you can mix your own cocktail. Yeah. Um, there is a new law that's passed recently that we might grow into that would allow us to have more of a tavern license. Mm-hmm. Our current space, um, we won't pursue that, but okay. we do dream of expanding soon. So that'll be something we focus on Excellent. when we do. Now, I know you have some other local partnerships. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that quickly? You I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, one of the things that we feature in the tasting room are, you know, we have some retail items, including some soaps that are made with our spirits. So not necessarily something you'd think would go no, naturally together. Uh, but this wonderful um, artist on on our main street there, she makes a soap uh, infused with the gin botanicals. Mm-hmm. And then another where we take the oak that we use to make the dew point rum and put that into the olive oil in the soap. So again, for us, we love these local partnerships, ways that our business can help other businesses grow. And where do you guys get your barrels from? We're currently getting them from the uh, it's a company called The Barrel Mill in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been great to work with. As Dan mentioned, for the poppies, it's a new American oak barrel. So okay. it's basically, it's unusual for rums to mm-hmm. have new oak barrels. Um, so all of them are coming for, for to us from Minnesota. And what now. kind of char do you guys get on your barrels? It's a thick uh, level three char. Level three. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Level four is the highest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're starting to do a level five now, but even uh-huh. that is, you know, Too much. It, yeah, it's, it's, well, I mean, it's going to age your product very quickly. So mm-hmm. you have to be very much on top of it. Sure. We, we know our timelines now with the smaller barrels, the level three char. If we want to start experimenting with a level five, it's going to really take me tasting every day, which, I, you know, I can do it. I can, but it's <laughs> I, I have no doubt. All right. Please tell everybody where they can find you. Absolutely. So on social media, MISC Distillery at Instagram and Facebook, we're also available in 15 on-premise accounts in D.C. We're okay, very sure. excited about that. Sure. And five uh, places, five liquor stores where you can buy the product. To find those, uh, just peek at our website, misc.com, and there's a map where you can input your address, and it'll show you the closest spot to walk around the corner and give our spirits a taste yourself. Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in today and for pouring all this fabulous uh, spirits. I want to thank all my guests for coming in studio today. That is it. The show goes incredibly fast. Uh, You can tune in here, 1500 AM, and of course, find us uh, on iTunes and on the list, areyouonit.com. Don't miss us on Mondays. We're live at the Line Hotel on Industry Night. You know you can follow me at Nikki Nellis, N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, And don't miss us next week. It'll be another delicious show. So again, thanks to everybody for joining us today. You got some you got some health quality today. Use it. And please have a delicious week.